Hi, and welcome back to the First Quarter Club. I'm Joe, and this is Hannah, and we're bringing you new episodes every Monday. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, Joe. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. How has your week been? <laughs> it's been good. It's been good. As mentioned, it's the last week of lockdown. Um, I'm sure you're very excited for the pub to open next week. I am very, very excited just to just to get out of the flat and just to um, just to go and do something different. You know, buzzing for the pubs to be open. I think what they open till eleven now. Are they? Are they oh, changed the right. rules? See, I don't know. I've not. I've, you know, I've not even been watching the news lately. But um, so eleven o'clock is it? They're giving us one extra hour of uh, of drinking. I think How so. Generous. I, think, <laughs> I think I think like last orders are at ten, and I think they open till. I think the bars are open till 11. Nice. Oh, okay. Fine. I suppose it gives everyone a chance to get their last orders in. Yeah. So, so it's not everyone like, rushing out for the for the tube at, at, at one time. People can leave when they want. Yeah, no, I just, oh, just as just getting that freshly drawn pine. Oh, can't wait to get out, out of the house and uh, mm-hmm. down the pub and then being able to be carried home, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds good. So th- this week we're, uh, I mean, we're all talking about you this week. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. L- last week, I almost got sick of my voice listening to it back. Um, so quite excited to, to hear your side of it. How are you feeling? Well, I've got my bottle of Smirnoff next to me. Um, so, <laughs> no, it's not that dramatic. <laughs> Smirnoff Ice? Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> we we run it back to 2007. <laughs> Smirnoff Ices are... They are a legend. They are oh, a legend gosh. of the game. I think I'll go for a WKD. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, get back on track. Calm the nerves. <laughs> I am. I tell you what, like, I, it's it's easy sort of asking other people the questions, but when it sort of flips on you and it's sort of you know talking about an episode about yourself, it's a bit like oh, because you don't want to come across to you like it, it's hard to portray yourself as not you know being cocky or trying to be like this or that. But all you're talking about is just like your beginnings and all of that, isn't it? And what you've been through so far, but. Yeah, no, that, that's kind of how I felt last week. Like, it was very, I feel like it's very one-sided because you are kind of just talking about yourself. But um, yeah. no, it, it's fine. I, I think we need to do this because it's a nice little intro into our lives and, and, and lets the, the viewers or the listeners just get a bit of background about us. So Yeah, yeah. As, as we say, we're, we're doing this. So, you know, in, in you know, hopefully we can get to 10, 20 episodes down the line. And, you know, if we have viewers or, or listeners... Um, new listeners in the future we can refer them back to the second and the third podcast can't we i think that's quite a good idea yeah um we can say look you know if you want to really know about us listen to number two and number three and you can sort of get an idea of where we're coming from what we've been through and that so um yeah so it's uh it's just good to get it going so uh well, I suppose primary school, as we spoke about last time there's not really too much that goes on it's sort of just shaping you up for secondary school um but i went to uh my secondary school was a public all boys school um so you dropped off at the gates in year seven day one and there are a thousand other lads running around the playground and you think oh my god what is this place you know it was all cushy in, in primary school and now i'm at secondary school but i wouldn't have changed it for the world you know being being at an all boys school and sort of getting all your your adrenaline out and and just really focusing down on your on your sports and your your work and that with you know group of lads and that it was it was brilliant for me you know I needed somewhere where I could just channel all of my energy every day and be absolutely knackered when I come home so you know it was it was it was good so I I was there from year seven and all the way to sixth form um and uh, yeah no, it was very very good seven years I, I wouldn't have changed it at all interesting that it was in an all-boys school as well how do you find the comparison I suppose you, don't, you can't really see the comparison but I was similar all-girls school um some people think it's a positive some people think it's a a negative like what are your opinions on, on an all-boys school now it's going off a little yeah. top, off topic a little bit no it's a good question I, I think it I think it does focus you I think that um when I was in sixth form girls got introduced <laughs> into into my life as I say so it was all, all of a sudden I had mates that sort of switched because you're, you're battling for that female attention it's so true yeah so it, it was quite good to have five years of just focus and just with with lads you know in, in, in every in, in every in every aspect and avenue there was competitiveness with it um but there was also like a, a mutual respect between everyone everyone was always mates you know I think most people think, oh, I'm a boys' school. There was a lot of fights and there's lots of this and that. But to be honest, it was always everyone split off and did what they wanted to do anyway. And there wasn't really much beef or any fights. 
you know, but there was any trouble or anything, it'd always be sorted fairly quickly. You know, it was almost like <laughs> like a prison, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I suppose that, the, the, well, you know, if I, if I, well, when I have kids, if I have kids, I'd always try and send them to maybe a, a separate school, uh, you know, where they're like separated boys and girls, because I just think it gives you that focus. Um, and it's just one less thing to worry about as well, relationships and, and that, especially at such a young age when you're so impressionable and, and there's so much pressure on it. I remember being, you know, like 14, 15, other, my other mates had boyfriends and girlfriends and it just didn't, it just didn't phase me because I was just was on another planet thinking about other things, probably about football, rugby or music and that. But it's, like it's when you get to sixth form and the girls get introduced, it's almost like your schoolwork suffers in a way. Well, I found anyway, because it was like you're just competing and it's always drama and things. And it's like, no, I need to just get my head down a little bit. But I understand, you know, boys and girls and that, it, it does, you know, on the, on the flip side, you know, when the girls got introduced and that, and there was me voice breaking and being really awkward, it was really <laughs> hard, you know. I'm still standing there awkwardly because, you know, I've never spoken to a girl properly before. So I do get the benefits of sort of having that mixed interaction. Yeah, that's why I asked the question. Like, I'd look at it in, in my um, in early early school life, you sort of don't have that drama. I, I saw it like, you know, you're, the girls group don't sort of split off and there's no sort of bitchiness because there's no sort of boys to compete over. You just are all friends, which... So, yeah, I just wanted to see the comparison from, from the guy's side and, and how you experienced it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, it was... it was. I mean, it was good. I mean, I would... My, you know, I know a lot of people that say, oh, my school days were awful, but, you know, the work-wise and, and you're doing your GCSEs and being at school, yeah, that, that wasn't too great, but... Just the, the social aspect of being at an all-boys school is brilliant. You know, there's always mm-hmm. someone to play a game of football with in the in the playground, or there's always someone to go and play guitar or keyboard at lunchtime, or, or go and do something with. And you know, after school, there was always do you want to go and play football over the park, or play Call of Duty tonight, or FIFA tonight, or something, because you've got 150 lads in your year group that are all into the same thing. So it was always so easy to make friends and, and do stuff, but. You know, obviously you do get there's people that they have they suffer at school on that with you know bullying or not making able to make friends and stuff but I always felt like I was someone that could bounce off a lot of people so my my school time was quite enjoyable to be honest yeah so in terms of like lessons studying and, and doing your GCSEs I guess like how did you find that were you quite academic in that sense did you sort of mess around like what what was your experience in terms of you know the studying side I think people will laugh at me when I say this, but I think I am quite academic. I just don't apply myself. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> I think you know, there, there were subjects that I liked, like maths and English and the sciences and that, but my mind would always wander. I'd always, or I'd always wouldn't, I'd, I'd do things 80%. And, you know, when I would, I would get, I'd reap those rewards. You know, if I put 80% into a test, then I'm not going to do the best that I can do. And it was sort of just, not that I just, you know, did the bare minimum and got through, but I was just very average. I was always getting like B's and C's. And I never really pushed myself to the point where I could have got A's and, and A stars because I, I was just distracted doing other things. You know, I'd like to I'd like to work on a Saturday and I'd like to go and play football and do all this stuff. And to be honest, homework and the coursework and the exams, it sort of was a little bit second to me. You know, I sort of was a bit of a social butterfly to the point that it was like, well, actually, I need to sort of knuckle down a little bit here and... Well, actually, maybe I should have pushed myself a little bit throughout the years, but it's just one of them things. It's when you're a kid and you're you're sort of learning the ways. It's it's quite hard to install that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we we spoke about that last time last time as well. It's it's sort of looking back, you're kind of glad it panned out in that way, and you didn't yeah. really push yourself and stress out too much because schools are like the best days of your life, and you don't really realise that until you know you're looking back. So I, th- I think you're, you're pretty normal in that aspect. I think a lot of kids go through the sort of same experience. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was really lucky in the sense that my dad and my uncle went to the same school as I did. Okay, um, yeah. So they knew exactly what it was like. So when I was like, oh, I want to go and do this, I want to go play with him, I want to go play with them, and I want to do this and that, and sort of schoolwork came second. My dad was exactly the same as me, so he could relate because we was in the same building like 40 30 years apart so it was a little bit weird you know him he was always sort of sympathetic to be like look there's always going to be distractions because I say there's 150 other lads that are exactly the same as you so it was quite nice to have that to sort of fall back on and be like you know cheers dad you got me back there (laughs) you know when mum's kicking off wow did did you do you guys have the same like teachers and stuff as well like throughout those or is that going a bit too far Uh, out um it's going a bit too far out but it there was definitely um 
a lot. It was quite. That must be weird. Yeah. It was quite traditional. So there was a lot of things that stayed the same. So like right. the, the same departments were in the same um, areas of the school. They had um, they had massive plaques on the board uh, and on the walls that said like I don't know like the the rugby captain um, of the first team, and that would be like from nineteen fifty or whatever. And my dad would wow. be like, oh, look, I, I used to play, I know him, I used to play with him and stuff. And it was really, it was like really surreal for him coming back and actually seeing it because he was a student in my position and now he's taking his son to the same school. So I mean, it must have been a little bit surreal for him to say, I mean, to be honest, the school never changed anyway. There were still bits and bobs that go, oh, that used to be broken when I was here and oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, yeah, I mean, just sort of moving on. So uh, did you did you find it quite easy, like getting your exams done? And did you have a sort of um, goal or a path that you thought you'd, you know, continue throughout those years? Did you know what you wanted to do at that age? Um, or were you sort of guiding, gliding through with your friends and, and, you know, just moving through school years, not really knowing? I was sort of a little bit of both, really. So I was sort of moving through the school years. But in the back of my mind, I wanted to be a um, physiotherapist. Um, I my One of my dad's friends... Um, was a physiotherapist for uh, some professional football teams. So okay, he, yeah. he used to uh, be a physio for West Ham. And I think he's the current physio for Arsenal as well, actually. Every now and again, we watch telly and my dad would go, oh, look, it's Will. It's Will, look, he's sitting on the bench. And I'd be like, wow, you know. And, and, <laughs> and I, I, I spoke to him just before my GCSEs and I said, look, I really want to be a physiotherapist. And he said, look, 96% of physiotherapists, they go and work in old people's homes. They go and do NHS work. You know, and like, I think it's like 3 or 4% of them actually go to professional sports. And it sort of deterred me because I thought, oh, I don't really want to go rubbing old ladies' ankles. I want to be on the football pitch. You know, I want to be... <laughs> So it, it, it sort of it sort of it knocks me a little bit because I wanted to go into biology and sport and, and I wanted to go to uni and, and I sort of had this plan and I sort of I think it was like year ten and year eleven and it sort of came apart a little bit and I thought, well, do you know what, I'm just gonna get an apprenticeship somewhere. I don't really wanna go and I don't wanna go to uni. I, I, my mum and dad sort of taught me how to doing it and you know, it was more to be honest, monetary focused, you know, because yeah. because it was I didn't really know what I wanted to do. They were saying there's no point going if you don't if you don't know what you want to do. There's no point spending all this money and getting into debt if you're a little bit unsure and you're just going to go and do a course for the sake of it. Um, you know, I fully agree with that. You know, it'd have been a waste of time if I'd have gone there. I'd have picked something out of the air and gone, look, I want to do this. Spent three or four years, got my degree, and then gone, well, now what? So, you know, I'm, I'm sort it sort of happened at the right time that um, that I had that little bit of an intervention, I guess. But yeah, it was I don't know, it was just. It was just difficult at the time. It was just sort of, you know, I really want to be this. I want to do that. And it was sort of, oh, my dreams got dashed a little bit. So, 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 like, just take a step back then. So, so what were the stages that you actually thought, do you know what, like, screw this idea? Like, had you thought about, you know, the certain exams that you might take, for example, doing, like, biology or, or chemistry at um, sixth form or do, going to college and studying those things? Like, what, what was the point where you thought, do you know what, it's not really worth it and I want to try something different? Yeah, it was, I think it was, I think it was year 10 or 11 that I thought, do you know what, I think I'm going to go and do something different. But I'd not really formalised anything in my head of, of what I wanted to do. It was just, to be honest, it was more get my GCSEs done and then get my A-levels done and then we'll go yeah. from there. I yeah. didn't really have, I had a sort of a plan of, oh, I sort of want to go into sports science. I quite enjoy that, but I don't know if it's really for me because of the advice I was given. So it was sort of just a loose, a loose base to, you know, I, I want to go and do this. But for me, the main goal was all of my friends are staying, um, are, are going to pass their GCSEs and they're going to get into sixth form. We we fortunately had quite an uh, quite an academic year. Mm-hmm. So I think we was the highest performing year the school had ever seen. Oh, wow, okay. So I had mates, like, majority of my mates got A's, A stars. I think I was the only one in the friendship group that didn't get an A. Right. So there was, like, a little bit of a pressure for me to go, do you know what, I'm literally just, I'm not even doing this for a career path. I'm doing it so I can be with my friends in sixth form. Yeah, but at least you still had the options there, right? You still had yeah. good enough grades to get into the sixth form and, and you had the options available, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I, I think I got five. You were lucky in that aspect. Yeah, I think I got five or six Bs and then a couple of Cs and I got a D mm-hmm. in physics, um, which I get bullied about in my friendship group. <laughs> I think that's the only... I think I was one of the only people in the friendship group to fail a GCSE. Which B-Tech is... Joe, is that your nickname? Yeah, I did, I did go and do B-Tech. I did go and do B-Tech. So... I knew it. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so it was, um, yeah, so I, I went off, I managed to get into sixth form, I was very chuffed for myself, and I was thinking, right, so I don't, I don't know how, if it was the same where you were, but we had to pass year 12 to get into year 13 as well. Yeah, yeah. So we had to do that, so I thought, well, I'm going to pick some, I, I decided that for my GCSEs, I'm going to pick the GCSEs that I did the best in, and not the ones that I liked the most. Oh, right, So okay. I picked English Lit, geog- Geography, and BTEC Sport, right? Ooh. Which was an absolute mix of... Yeah, that's moody. And it was... It, nothing was the same. There was no, like, you know, I'm going to be a... a I'm going to be a geologist that's writing essays whilst kicking a football up a volcano. You know, like what, what, what is that? Group, <laughs> what is that group of subjects really going to do? But it was just I picked them because I was like, right, I'm going to do the best in this. I was like, I need to get into year twelve. I need to get into year thirteen. So there was mm-hmm. literally no thought. It was just I'm going to get an apprenticeship. Don't really know what an apprenticeship is, but I'm just going to do it. So in hindsight, I wish I'd planned a little bit better with my career path, but. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on getting in and just being there for another year and just, all right, okay, another year's checked off, another year, let's go, let's go. You know, I just want to be here. So, yeah, in hindsight, I wish I sort of planned it a little bit better. Yeah, okay. And then sort of going back to, so you mentioned, like, okay, you had this sort of plan at a younger age and you wanted to do physio, for example. You know, you were really passionate about that. And then something somewhere put you off. And I mean, I think I think we can do a separate podcast in terms on terms yeah, of like definitely. motivation and, and goal setting and that sort of thing. But um, like, when when that really you know demotivated you to go ahead with that point, do you sometimes think back and think, oh, I wish I just you know ran with it? Like, forget what everyone else told me, what everyone else was saying. Like, I should have just gone with it. Was there any like? you know cross path at that point where you thought do you know what i might have a chance here because i feel like kids because kids are so vulnerable and they're, they're sort of told if they're told one thing i was in the exact same position you know you're told one thing and you think that's the right path yeah yeah i, I think as well is i was quite an impressionable teenager so it was yeah. sort of some one person told me one thing and it's that's that's golden that mm. that's that's what's going to happen and it, it's yeah. it's only when you get older that you sort of learn that scepticism of is what they're telling me is that quite right or even if it's just a bit of advice i'm just going to go and google it and just make sure that you know and oh, actually no do you know what look, look i'm looking at now and you know like west ham might have an apprenticeship at the moment or yeah. you know if i get these degrees and there's an opening at a sports club or something so yeah no i, I take your point but i think it was just when i was a, a 14 15 year old lad and there's all I was thinking was I sort of want to be like a physiotherapist or something, but my main aim was to get into sixth form. It was just any route possible. I'll get in and I'll figure out the job later. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I can relate with that. So, so I guess once you've got to sixth form and you've got your, you know, you've got your, your, your subjects that you've chosen, um, what are the, what are the next stages from there then? Like, what did you do? Did you get good, good grades then? Um, did you enjoy it? Explain your, your, you know, your couple of years during sixth form. Yeah, so, so this this is where it sort of fell apart for me a little bit. Um, oh. <laughs> and I, I, I sort of was known as the kid that would go and do, that would just go and work, as in for money. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I did not give a shit about about sixth form. Like, I was doing the bare minimum. When I, I mean, when I was 14, I remember it vividly. I said to my mum and dad, I was like, I was like, I really want, I think it was like the new Xbox or something. And then mum made a joke. She said, oh, we're going to have to go and work for it. And I thought, all right, I'll show you. I'll go and get a job. <laughs> and I did. And I worked in a barber's. So what I used to do is I used to go and play rugby and I used to go and play football in the morning. And then I, and then I'd go and go and work in the barber's. And I'd do that for like an eight-hour day or something ridiculous. And I'd go and sweep up hair. Um, I'd wash people's hair like as well. I'd like make coffees. I'd go and get their lunches and stuff. I'd sweep, mm. you know. And that's what I'd go and do on a Saturday. And then on a Sunday, I'd go and, um, I'd go and play football. And I'd also go and ref games. And having that money... And being able to do stuff for me was so empowering. Like, yeah, you know, like, all right, I think I used to get about 30, 40 quid in the barbers and I used to go and get a couple of quid refereeing games. But, you know, by the, by the end of the month, I had a couple of hundred quid. And then when you talk about the end of the year, I had like a couple of grand. Mm-hmm. And it's like being a 14-year-old kid that had a couple of grand is mad. So it was like I was chasing the money. I was thinking the more hours I put into money, the more things I can have, the better I can be. I can go and do this. I can go and do that. And the school just suffered because it was just, I was just not focused on it at all. So I get into sixth form and um, it's quite funny, actually, like my, my grades were, my grades were slipping, but there was an opportunity at the school um, to go and work nights and open up the sports hall to, to external people. So people used to go and went out the badminton hall or go and used to rent out the hall for, um, for football. 
and they needed someone on the doors to just stay open, to stay late, take the money, set things up. And I was like, I'll do it. And yeah. like, I'd like, I'll get paid by the school to do it. So on one hand, I had teachers saying, you need to revise more, you need to do this. And I'd, on the other side, I had the school going, oh, you did a really good shift tonight. Well done, Here, here's some money. Mm. And I was so conflicted. I remember I remember getting shouted at by a teacher because I called him a colleague. They were having a go at me and I said, no, we're colleagues. I'm not, we're not student teachers, we're colleagues. I work, for, I, work for, um, I work for the school as well. But it was just that that money was driven. You know, I was just so driven about, you know, I was only getting a couple of quid an hour, but... You know, it, I just could not think about schoolwork, and and I go, and then I mean, I think I was, I think I was sixteen at the time, and I managed it. I got a job at Waitrose on the side as well. Yeah. So I was doing refereeing on sport on on the weekends. I was working at Waitrose and I was working at school. So there was no time for me to do any revision or schoolwork at all. But you know, I had money, and I was making friends in different avenues and that. So it's just one of them things where it's just, um, you know, it, I think I just got my priorities a little bit skewed. No, no, I, I get it. And you were money motivated and you probably weren't, you know, you said your your grades were slipping, but at the same time you had that enjoyment of actually, you know, going out and earning your own money. And I, I can relate quite a lot to that. And so I guess, so all your friends probably were starting to, you know, look to go to sixth form, were applying for, for UCAS, that sort of thing. Yeah. What were you doing in those in those lessons? Like, like, what was your mindset there? Did you want to go straight into work or were you thinking of applying just for the sake of it? What were you thinking? So all of literally all of my friends were thinking we are going to university. Mm-hmm. This is what we want to do. We want to go and get our grades. We want to go and do this. And all I was thinking was my next shift. I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, that, that sounds good, lads. But you know, I've got I've got dash to waitrose because I've got a six hour shift coming. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've got to go and do this. And I'll these shows won't stop themselves. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was mad because it was just that. I mean, it was I was so driven in the aspects of that and and. All I was thinking was, was I'm just going to get an apprenticeship job and I'm just going to earn money because I just don't want to do anything else. I just want to be, I just want to be working. I don't want to go and I don't want to go to uni. So I remember distinctly there was being like, um, there was like classes on, on how to do university and, and how to, how to apply for it. And I remember that, as I think you said it last week, there was that 25 UCAS, there was yeah, that 25 pounds yeah. to pay for UCAS. I remember just telling them to shove out their ass because I was thinking, <laughs> that's five hours work for me. I'm not giving you 25 quid. <laughs> and it was like, and it was just, I think I just got known as, as the lad that would just go out and work whilst everyone else was doing just their UK. Yeah. yeah. Cause, and then, yeah, it, it, it just sort of transpired that, you know, I was, cause I, I, I think I actually failed year 12, but one of the reasons they let me stay in was because that they could see that actually I am quite driven and I'm just not applying myself. And, you know, I did well in GCSEs and I think they just said, Do you know what? If you turn your, if you turn this around, you can do it. Mm. I think they just realised that it was just like, you know, I'm not a bad kid and that I wasn't causing any trouble. You know, I was actually quite good, but it was just my priorities were skewed. And I think they were just like, you know what, we can sort of turn him around a little bit here, because I was, I was quite driven, but it was just I was applying myself in the wrong thing. So, year thirteen come along as well. I think I got, I think I got distinction, distinction in B Tech, and I think I got a D and an E. In English, right, okay. I distinctly remember going up to my sixth form, head of sixth form, and he goes, what did you get in your English literature? And, and I said, I've got E for English. And he just, <laughs> and he just sighed. But I just honestly, to this day, I did not give a shit. Do you know what I did? Straight after, uh-huh. as soon as I got there, I was in my Waitrose uniform. I turned up to get my <laughs> year 13, I turned up in my Waitrose uniform. I drove back, told my manager. I was like, oh my God, like, like I found, found my sixth form. He was like, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know, I'll find something. Yeah. I, just, I distinctly remember this. And then I remember getting a fine in the car park. And I, I didn't realise at the time. I thought I what got a th- day. <laughs> I thought I got three points. So I didn't realise that you can't get fines. But right. if you've got a car parking fine. I didn't realise it wasn't linked, so I always think I always remember thinking they're thinking, I've got to tell my mum I've got three points on my licence and I found my sixth form. <laughs> <laughs> Just like one thing after the other. <laughs> I was like, this day's so bad. And yeah, but um, Just sitting in your waitress outfit. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was thinking about it now, it was so awkward just because you had to wear an apron and a shirt. So I was there literally in my apron, crying. <laughs> Oh damn! It's it's, it's funny now, right? You can look back and laugh, but I bet on that day you were just like shit in your pants, like what the hell? This is such a bad day, but it all works out in the end, right? Like this is a turning point, right? Definitely. um, Cool, fine. So I guess you've got this period over and done with. You know, you told your mum you found literature. (laughs) 
um, in terms of sort of like early career and, and things like that. So what were your next steps? So did you, did you think, do you know what? I, I don't want to go to university at all. You know, I'm going to start applying for, for real life work. I love earning money and that's just what I want to do. Yeah. Like, what were your, what were your next steps? Cause I guess, I mean, you sound like you don't really, you didn't really want to go to university and no. you didn't want to continue studying and you, you know, you really enjoyed working full time. So, mm. um, uh, even though everyone was probably telling you not to, <laughs> yeah. just, just go ahead and, and start working. Yeah. So, so I think it's weird because you've got everyone around you that's saying, don't work, don't do this, focus on your schoolwork, do this, do that. But my mum and dad were like, work go and earn your own money, go and be independent. So it was like, I had this, I had my close knit family were saying, just work and do this and do that. Just fuck school almost. So I I was just ignoring everyone. So I just didn't care. So it was, so I, I, but I remember getting the, the, the A-levels and thinking, ah, this is a, this is the end of the chapter here. What am I going to do? So I got, (laughs) I got really, really lucky. So I remember being in the kitchen with mum and hearing this advert um for this property developer and he said look come and apply for our management um management trainee job and i said Mm -hmm. to my mum, i was like i'm just gonna go and apply for it she was like yeah you know that sounds good but see you in a minute i'm gonna go off to work she was like yeah okay cool um so Mm -hmm. my my dad's my granddad's my uncles pretty much the whole family is in construction so right okay it was sort of going into a trade where at least they knew something about it you know i'm not gonna say i'm gonna go be a biochemist and no one knows anything about it it's I could prep myself a little bit to go and, you know, I could ask in intelligent questions or I could go and tell people and, and speak to people about it because I could get a little bit of knowledge from them. So so, so just to pause you, pause you there, Joe. so yeah. do you think you've got some sort of, is there some kind of subconscious influence from your parents, your family, because they've been that through that kind of career path? That even though they're not directly telling you to join construction, do you think you've like subconsciously subconsciously been influenced by them because they're in that field of work or yeah. no? Yeah, a hundred percent. And and I'd, I'll even say to this day um, that you know, am I really too sure if I want to be a quantity surveyor or go into construction? You know, I'm not yeah. too sure. I, I I think again in hindsight, it's I was too focused about doing the the next small step when actually I should have stuck. Uh, taking a step back and looked at the bigger picture and gone actually do I want to do this you know do is actually do it is there something that's burning inside me that I really want to go to university for or I really want to go and study or a job I really want to go and do and I think I took the safe option of I'm just going to go and apply for this apprenticeship because it's in construction okay it is a decent career path don't get me wrong and 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 I can go from there you know it's sort of the problem is when, when you're 18 it's you, there's a little bit of pressure because you've you, you're out of the school system now. You're almost, you're an adult, so, so to speak. You're on your own. Yeah. You're on your own, and it's all of a sudden I'm I'm paying rent at home, and it's well, you're not going to stay here all day and do nothing. You know, you've got to go out and go and find a career path, and it's like, well, you know, the attitudes just shifted. You know, I was more than happy staying at Waitrose than you know, and 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 earning a living that way. But actually, in hindsight, you know, I can't for me to to push myself and progress i i need to be doing something more you know obviously there are people that have careers in waitrose and and do very well out of it but for me i needed to push myself and i, I needed to mm-hmm. sort of prove a point a little bit you know if i was going to be the one that was that was working i couldn't be the one in my friend group or out of people that i knew that was just working in a supermarket i had to be the best person i could be so to almost prove other people wrong and go and look i told you that even though i failed my a levels yeah. I'm still doing well, you know. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So there was a little bit of that aspect as well. So, um, and yeah. how, how did you feel, sort of, when you're talking to your mates that have obviously been to university? They're on a completely different route that you are. That you know they're enjoying going out, the social social aspect. You know, like how how did you compare? Like, did how did you feel at that point? So I had a, I had a couple of mates um, still left in in the town. Uh, that I grew up in and we we still used to go out um, and, and still go and have a good time to be fair it wasn't that bad I didn't really miss it I mean obviously when you're looking at freshers weekends and, and you're looking on the Instagram and Snapchat and stuff you, you do get a little bit of regret but then it's like you you have the money to go and do stuff you know I could go on holidays whenever I wanted I could go and do this because you've got the cash so it, mm-hmm. it, it's just evaluating it as well and you know even back to this day I still think I picked the right path because you know what I've been able to do now, uh, what I've been able to achieve and the things I've done, 
I don't know if I'd have done that if I was still at university. So right. for me, I, I feel like I've done quite well. But um, I mean, talking about university, um, I'm, I'm still at university now. So what, what I did, I was being very clever, managed to get the, manage, managed to get the, the job first time. Mm. Um, I mean, funny enough, that was the first job I applied for as well. So I picked my management uh, trainee, got a job, got it. What do you want to go and be? I'll be a quantity surveyor. That sounds interesting. All right, perfect. By the way, we're going to have to send you to uni. I was yeah. thinking, what? I was thinking, no, 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 no. I picked this job because I don't want to go to university. Yeah, no, no, no. But Joe, if you want to do this job, you have to go to university. You need a degree behind it, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, ha, okay. Then I was thinking, well, I haven't really got any other jobs up my sleeve. I'll just go and do this. I'll, I'll go and do this. That's just fine. So I'm in my sixth year of university as we speak. Oh my god! I'm doing my dissertation um, oh as we speak, and it has been a very long haul. You know, six worth, years. Six, six years. I've been at university for six years oh. on on day release, um, working four days a week, and then I get one day a week to go to uni. So, are they um, are they sponsoring your degree at all? Are they helping yeah. towards it? Or yes, I don't pay for anything. Um, that's excellent that's brilliant so you smash that yeah yeah exactly so and i managed to get away i'm not i didn't actually uh get the apprenticeship title as well so i'm not actually on an apprenticeship wage which was even better so um so i was at a company for three years uh, i won't name them um and then i think about a year and a half ago i got uh i got recruited or i got headhunted by someone that said look I don't know how, but they said, look, we've been tracking you for ages. I don't know if it's just rubbish, but they said, look, we want you to come and work for this this company here. And and I did. And, and they offered me a lot more money for the same role. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to jump at it. And they said, look, don't worry. We'll pay yeah. for your uni. We'll pay for this. We'll pay for that. And it, it's just been seamless. So, um, yeah, the only thing I would say for me personally that going down my route is, yes, uni's good and doing your apprenticeship. But this six years at uni has been an absolute slog. I cannot wait to get it over with. Yeah, I bet six years is like that's not the oh. standard three years at uni, is it? So, no. so what you're doing, what you do out of interest, what you're doing is this dissertation on. I am doing it on the uh, 2008 uh, economic crash and the perceptions it has on the construction industry. Oh wow, okay. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, I submitted my ethics ap- application or ethics approval the other day. I think I passed that. I need to go and check that. And yep. uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Come January, I'm going to be writing about going and writing about the uh, about the recession in 2009. I, rem- I remember that like so vividly as well. Doing mine, it's like such a torturous experience. That's so yeah. weird though. I did, my my dissy was on the same like uh, oh, the wow. 2007 2008 crash and the um, impact it had on bankers at the time. That's really oh, weird, wow. isn't it? Wow, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, just caught that on this podcast, but <laughs> yeah, that's strange. But it's, it's, do you know what? It's it's really good because you're in that field of work and you can yes. um, interview people if you wanted to, or you can chat to people that physically experienced that time. And I I found that really helpful in in my dissy because I could literally, you know, use the experience that I've had and the colleagues that I've spoken to and write about that. So I found it really easy. It wasn't like I was just talking about theory the whole time. It was yeah. kind of relating it back to the real world of work, which I'm guessing you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I've been really, really lucky that, that my first company that we uh, that I worked for, they had, I think it was about five or six lads um, that also quantities of us. We're all in the same year. And also my cousin, who works for another house builder, mm-hmm. he's in the same year as me as well. So we've got six group of lads that are all doing the same degree or like different dissertation topics. But it's been so good to go and bounce off off of them. Like there yeah. are people that, that are sponsored and they're the only one from their company. And I can imagine it's really hard. Like at least I can ring up my cousin and we can go to granddad's for, for dinner and we can talk about this topic. <laughs> we can talk about that. But I think if I was doing it on my own six years, I think it'd be torturous. Like I'm so glad I've got other people I can bounce off of. I was going to say, do you have like um, a classroom or a, a lecture type environment that you have to go to with work every so often, like every couple of months or so? Or is it purely just like internet home-based work at the moment? Uh, so at the moment, it's, it's I'm sitting at home um, yeah. doing uh, the lectures once a week and then every other week we go to uni. Um, so I'm there physically, but it used to be that we was in a massive lecture hall. There was 150 other people that were because of COVID, as me. right? Yeah, because of COVID, yeah, it's changed. But there was, you know, we used to go every week, and it was quite a laugh. 
but um, now it's sort of changed a little bit. And it is hard sitting there on a screen and trying to, you know, you've got people talking for four hours and you're trying to make notes and it's just just that motivation to keep going because you're thinking, this is the final year now, like, I can't just skip it. I can't just wing it and, and submit something and be a bit pally with the lecture and then get through it. It's like this this year counts and it's it's the yeah. hardest year to experience it through, you know. Doing my dissertation over Zoom, it, it's just not a winner. You know, it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. So so when you finish your when you when you finish your degree, like do you plan on moving jobs or will you stay in the same uh, area of work but you'll do something different? Like how does it apply to your day to day? See, I'm I'm one of these people that that can run before they walk, um, and and I've got a lot of things that I want to accomplish. Um, you know, even even setting up a podcast and, and having a fan base, or not fan base, so like a forum like this is is one of them things that I've I want to go into property development. I want to go and do that myself. I want to give it a go, and if I, if it doesn't work, then I have the uh, I have the degree to fall back on. Um, I've recently set up a clothing business as well because um, I just wanted to give it a go. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I want to sort of branch out and and this this degree it sort of I see it as a as a tool as a I've got this piece of paper it shows that I can study at a high level and I just want to go and experience other things I want and if it doesn't work I can just I can say look I've got this degree I'm a qualified surveyor now I can just go and work for any other house builder but I want to as soon as my degree's finished I just want to go out and do stuff for myself and see if I can make it. Yeah, sure. And you know what? The the one thing I think you realise once you finish doing your degree, whilst you're working full time as well, I didn't realise you did that. So that's crazy in itself. And and like kudos to you for doing that. Um, but yeah, one thing you realise when you finish all of this is how much free time you actually have. It's <laughs> it's crazy. So once you finish your your dissertation, your, your you know your exams, your assignments, your studying, you know you finish work at five and you think bloody hell I've got all this free time I've got like from five till 12 o'clock at night to just do what I want yeah. and that was really strange for me because obviously I was studying I was studying whilst working full-time similar to you I was getting home like seven seven o'clock at night and then I was just studying so it yeah. was really weird like I feel like you 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 will then realize you've got so much time and there's no better time than now to just keep it going and just make it productive and you know focus on on new things like like you mentioned the podcast or if you're you're doing your own clothing line and, and things like that yeah yeah it's really good to, to keep in that habit I think definitely it's very very easy just to slip and slip back into your you know usual um but i mean six years i suppose you don't remember what life is like before studying no the thing is i mean i literally so i got my i i I probably didn't uh, explain the time scales but i think i got actually got my apprenticeship before i um i think it was i got the degree uh, i got my a-level results in july and i think i got the apprenticeship in august so it was yeah. for me. It was just seamless. I didn't even have a break. It was just literally yeah. straight from sixth form straight to uni, but being paid for. And one thing I would say as well is, you know, we're, we're saying that you know it's great because your, your universities gets paid for, but you have that pressure of I have to perform. You know, you're not just at school anymore, and it's just you're doing it for yourself. It's all right. You're doing the university degree for yourself, but also someone else is paying six grand a year for you to to do well and to pass. And yep. if you don't pass, there are implications of you being fired or you, you know, I don't know, you know, yeah, I suppose losing your job or losing, even losing respect within the within the company because they could even have to pay for you to retake a year and you're going to be the one that's known in the company that has to retake that year. And it's there is a certain amount of pressure to it as well. It's not, you know, and, and doing that six years, it does take its toll after a while, you know, I'm, I'm definitely at a place now where I'm just I'm sick of it I wanted to do my master's I've said you know what I've got to sack this off because I can't you know I'm, I'm studying mm-hmm. for exams over Christmas when actually I should be relaxing and you know I'm, I've had it uh, instances where I've had to take exams in the morning and then I'm back on site in the afternoon mm-hmm. and it's like it does take it's, it's total off for a while you know I think maybe three or four years is fine but mine for six years has just been an absolute slog yeah yeah, that's crazy. That is a yeah. lot of time. But like uh, what you just mentioned there, I forgot to mention it last week. But so so after I finished my degree, I did sort of further learning in my um, organization. So they paid for my CFA. It's basically like um, 
uh, like a banking exam, just to put it very in, in simple terms. Um, yeah. But that was a, I think, like a six six month course. But because the bank paid for it, and because they were, you know, literally funding the whole, you know, your materials, your exams, everything, I felt such a pressure to to actually do well at it and not fail because it was like that. Not only like your friends, family putting pressure on you, like you get in school, which I didn't really give a fuck about to be honest. But it's also the financial pressure and. And your, your, your business or your, your company saying, look, we're going to not fire you, but we're gonna, it's, it's going to be a detriment to your career or you're going to have to pay this money back. That, yeah. that, to me, that was more of a, a push than anything else or, or what anyone else could say. So yeah. I guess it's similar for you, right, in your situation. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, you're in the corporate world of, you know, schools to a certain extent, they have to keep you. You know, if you're failing your GCSEs, but you're not a naughty kid, and you're just doing it, and you're just, oh, yeah, whatever, I'll just get through this year. From year 7 to 11, you can just stay there. You can just cruise. Yeah, you don't have to do dogs. anything. But when you get to the to when the corporate world and, and maybe a bit of, I suppose this is maybe a bit of a niche um, audience that people are actually getting their degrees paid for and sponsored, I'm not too sure, but they don't have to keep you. If you fail and then you show to them, look, I'm not committed enough. I don't, you know, I've I've failed this or I've done this, I've done that and I've not put all my energy in that. They're just going to be like, well, you're not going to commit to us then. So we'll just get rid of you or you've so failed. I, you know, it's all right, they're investing in yourself. Um, but I think they're investing as well because they want you to stay there. They want you to, they want you to be a, a director or a senior person in their organisation. They want to invest and train into you. But if you're not put, doing your end of the bargain and you're not putting in your way, they can just get rid of you. And it is that pressure that it's just, it's hard, mm. you know, especially with all the things that come in from work. It's like, you know, you work eight till five or, you know, sometimes I put in mega hours and I do things and it's like, oh my God, yeah. I've still got to do some uni assignments. Like even now it's like, I've got things I've got hand in on the 4th of December and I've got things to hand on the 11th of December. And I'm like trying to plan meetings and stuff to give myself a couple of hours just to focus on my uni work. But then I can't let my work slip up and suffer. You know, it, it's just finding that balance. And it's just, as you say, you, you get to a point when you're a young adult, you know, I'm, I'm 23 now and it's like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this, you know. Yeah, but I, I feel at the same time, I feel like you, you feel like that in that situation because you've been doing it for so long and it feels yeah, like such true. a drag. Oh, but, 100%, yeah. But have, having, literally having like a little break, maybe it's like a holiday, not in COVID, perhaps, you know, 2022 when we're allowed to go away. <laughs> but um, having a break, having a holiday or just taking, you know, six weeks out or, you know, taking some time away from work, whatever it might be, that sort of gives you that refresh. And then I think you look back at it differently and you think, do you know what, I can start again. Because I remember exactly being in your shoes and being like, like, literally, fuck this. I, I want it to end. I, I, I will never want to study ever again. But once you get over that hump and you realise how well, how, how well you've done and how far you've come, you have that, fr- you know, that time off. You can get back into it, yeah. and it, it and you come back to work refreshed. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be too hasty. <laughs> no, no, and I'd also say as well, I mean, anyway, anyone that's listening that's thinking about, you know, maybe going down the apprenticeship route or the, or the sponsorship route or something like that, like your responsibility in the company when you're 18, 19, 20 is quite minimal. You know, now I've been in the industry, what, this is my what must be sixth year now mm-hmm. i've got some responsibility so that's where it's difficult for me is because i've got you know when i've got things to do and i've got priorities and i've got people who rely on me you become whereas, accountable don't you exactly but whereas when you're 18 you're still learning so you have a little bit of time because you're not doing as much the tasks and things you're doing they're not quite as stringent they're not quite as complicated so it's, it's quite easy to manage but it's when you're you know, I'm knocking at the doors of being qualified and, and getting a promotion within, you know, hopefully, you know, in, in July when I get that certificate and then I'm going to be qualified and then it's like, well, okay, well, look, but I'm sort of doing the job at the moment of a qualified surveyor. It's just because I've been doing it for so long um, that, 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 that they've given me the responsibility, they've given me the role, and but I don't have that, I don't have the pay or I don't have the title to match it yet. But that's where, for me, it's become difficult is it's my responsibility at work's increasing, my workload's increasing as well. And it's like, well, one of them needs to give and it's like, well, which one does it? Mm. Because both of them, work are expecting you to, to put in the same amount of effort. But it's like, well, you're paying for my uni degree. Do you want me to slip on that or do you want me to slip on work, you know? So, you know, anyone that's, that's thinking, oh, I actually, I don't know whether to do that or not, I would say... I think I'm just in a very unusual situation where I've been doing this for six years 
and it's a long, long time. I think usually most degrees part-time, they're about three or four years. And I think there are, to be honest, my quantity surveying course, I think it has actually been cut down to four years, to be fair. And, you know, there's probably 21-year-old lads now that are getting their degrees now. So I, I definitely just think about it and I definitely research all the options of, of what your degree entails part-time as well. And it's making sure you can commit yourself, you know, all of a sudden you get money, you know, you get decent money as well because you're going up from being paid um, by the hour to being paid by the year. You've got to make sure that, you, you know, you're going out, you're spending in clubs, you're going up restaurants, you're buying nice cars, you're buying nice things. You need to sit down and you need to put in the time as well because it is so hard to sort of catch up, you know, and, and it's so hard to just to catch up, you know, and, and put in that effort and do well for your degree. It's something that's like that you need to do, think about, and need to sort of take your time with. I think you're you're kind of in a, a niche segment, though. Right? 100%, I, I don't, 100%. I don't think a lot of apprenticeship schemes, graduate programs are six years long. Like that, that's pretty mad. I've, yeah. Unless it's like law or accountancy, I've not heard a lot that are, you know, yeah. six years long. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you'd be pretty burnt out by six years so yeah i mean i, I don't think it's to, to put anyone off if they were to consider you know apprenticeships or grad schemes like i still think it's it's a really good idea but like you said just make sure you've you've got that balance and make time yeah for, for not only your work your um your coursework but then as well as your personal life just make sure you still have fun with it because the six years of your early 20s like that's a really important part of your life right going from yeah. sixth form to you know starting your career and I feel like just you have a lot of fun in those years. You you really find yourself. So, yeah, it's important not to lose that. Yeah, no, I, I would be, I mean, being very honest, I feel like it is something I have lost in a way. And right. I think that's why I, I sort of want to go and do and try other things. And, you know, I don't think I went to, I don't think I actually stepped foot in a in a proper university. I mean, I go to Anglia Ruskin in Chelsea. <gasps> oh, my God. Is that where you go as Shut well? Shut up. You're, this is so weird. Like, are we the same <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah, I did my, like, um, it was it was like a work-based degree, right? So I never right. actually went to Anglia Ruskin. But, yeah, we graduated there, like, all kinds. Oh, that's wow. That's strange. Yeah. They do, they, they do a load of, like, work-based degrees, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm based uh, every... Oh, that's, that's so mad, Joe like this is such a small world <laughs> so, that's um, really strange <laughs> so yeah but, i mean i never actually stepped foot into a proper university until i was probably 19 20 right okay you know i never i know i think i went to my first freshers when i was about 20 and it, it, it was just and then you're like you're sort of experiencing wow this is what uni is about this is the you know i remember going to a club and I spent 50 quid on 50 VKs. And I thought I was the dog's <laughs> bollocks because I had cash. And it wow. was mental. It was mental. I didn't do them. <laughs> I was giving them to girls. But it sort of backfired and you get loads of lads come over and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> we can go on to my poor alcohol stories maybe on another episode. But, yeah, it's like I'd, I'd, when, when you're sort of picking the option of, you know, I can, I can slate university all day long and say it's a waste of time, it's this, it's that. But one thing it does give you is it does give you that that good social life of meeting people and and connecting and sort of finding out what you want to do and finding out the hobbies and your interests and stuff and now I've gone down work route and now you know I know I've gone down the sort of the corporate route as well I do sort of feel like personally for me I've lived I'm living the life of like a 40 year old man and I'm having a bit of a midlife crisis at the moment so it's like a it, it's a definite balance and, and and that's something that I've definitely not learned and Hopefully, you know, by doing this podcast as well, I, I want to sort of preach to people that it is finding that balance and go and find out what you want to do and what makes you happy. And there are different options and we can definitely give our opinions on on what options we liked, what suited us and, and the pros and cons of, you know, university or college or sponsorship schemes or this and that. But one thing I really do want to preach is that it's just go and do what makes you happy because mm -hmm. at the end of the day you, you sort of feel a little bit trapped sometimes and I've certainly felt like that recently where I think probably COVID and that is a massive part to play in it but it's sort of you think oh fuck I'm going to be a quantity surveyor for the next 50 years of my life <laughs> I don't know if I can do this you know I just want to go and work in a bar in Greece somewhere I don't know you know it's sort of <laughs> you know Club Tropicana drinks are free yeah yeah so it, it's it's you know what my advice to anyone, I think it's just make sure whatever avenue you want to go down, research, 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 and make sure it is exactly what it says on the tin. And you understand 
the, the commitment you make at that time, how it could affect you. You know, if someone said to me, look, you're going to go to university, but it's going to be for six years. Would I have been a quantity surveyor? I'm not too sure. I don't know. I still might have gone, yeah, do you know what? I quite like the company. I quite like this. Yeah, I'll go and do it. But it's it's make sure you sort of read the fine print and you make sure what you sort of commit yourself to, you really understand. So, so listen, Joe, like if, if you had a, if you could go back six years and start again, start afresh, what would have you, what would have you done different? Like what, what path would you have taken? Cause it sounds like, like to me, just listen to your story and, and just your background and, and the things you've done. It sounds like you've, you've, you've planned it really well. And even though you've fallen into some steps, you didn't really necessarily plan, you know, failing English lit, sorry. Um, you know, <laughs> what, whatever, like it, it seems like it's all fallen into perfect place in a way i know you sound like you're struggling at the moment obviously works a, a lot and stuff yeah. as well but say you went back six seven years back to those a-level times you know what would you have done differently do you think you would have stayed on this path or are there oh, tips that you could give to the you know the younger listeners the thing is it, it, it's so difficult because it's uh, i've got to look at the things that like, i've accomplished like you know i bought a flat at 21 yeah, and, like we we need to talk about like the whole new episode on on yeah, buying houses because yeah, that's like, that's a whole other one. Like I'm on, like, I'm, on the pro- I'm on the property ladder at 21. I'm I'm holding up the certificate for me to say I own this place, and I've got friends that are completing their degree and saying oh, I've got this degree now, and it, it's such a contrast, you know. It, it's and you know I've got a nice car, I've got um I've got nice things, you know, because I've had the money to do it, um, and it's like would I change that and it's like well what would I change you know I could cherry pick I could cherry pick little moments and say look maybe I shouldn't have done this maybe I shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have done you know I shouldn't have bought this I shouldn't have done that but maybe the whole maybe the whole career path is I think I'd have kept it the same but I think I'd have just tweaked little things along the way and I've gone oh don't buy this or don't do that or don't do this or go and speak to him or befriend him or volunteer for that say no to this and that so i think i would have done it but i think i'd have maybe done it a little i'd have i'd have picked and tweaked little little bits along the way yeah and you know what and again i think we can talk about this in in another episode i don't want to like take up too much time today but but i think also just showing gratitude for for what you have right now i think sometimes it's it's nice to just reflect and, and see really how far you have come and just be grateful for the situation that you've been in. I, I struggle with that a lot as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm always beating myself up for not doing better or not getting to a certain goal or target that I've set myself. And it's it, to be fair, a lot of them are like mad unrealistic or like really, I mean, I, I tend to, you know, try my best and normally do achieve my, my goals. But at the same time, I do beat myself up. And I think it's really important just to take a step back and, look at how far you've come and how much you've achieved over these these milestones and just be grateful for what you've got at the time because that's like true happiness right and you're never going to be happy if you just keep chasing something that's just you know not you you just got to like take it in the moment and actually you know just realize what you've got I think that's important as well just like listening to your story right now like I think that's crazy You've, you've achieved so much you've done a lot so for you to be sitting there thinking oh like damn damn like no, not at all. I think you've done done great, and yeah, it's just important just to take that step back. See, I, I am I am the worst person to be to be grateful for. It, it, I, I'm not saying that as in like, look, I've got this this flat, I've got this car. Fuck everyone else. It's yeah, but I it's never enough. I know I'm the same. Like, yeah, I'm my worst it's, enemy. <laughs> it is. I'm I'm my harshest critic, and I, I spend I spend hours or days beating myself up over things because it's mm-hmm. like, why have you not done this? Why have you not done that? And it's I mean, we can definitely get into it about my my struggles over lockdown, and I, I, it is something I would like to talk about. About, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I am seeing a, a therapeutic coach at the moment for for struggles that I've been having yeah, because yeah. I got to this point where I was thinking I can't keep thinking this way. My mindset is so wrong. Because I'm the same as you. I'm, I just set mad targets for myself, and I'm always onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. think that's a really good topic to talk about. We can perhaps Definitely. include it in a in a future podcast i think there's loads of people that are probably going through similar things younger people that are listening in or even like you know our demographic is kind of like 35 to 45 i think looking at our analytics on this podcast so even yeah. even those guys that are thinking the same thing it'll be helpful for those guys hopefully yeah and and, and you know it is a say it's something that i'm going through at the moment and it's still something that i'm learning with and and if anyone needs to reach out or if anyone 
ever feels like they need to just dm or message or whatever always dm our our instagram account and and we will try and steer you in the right way i'm not saying i'm gonna cure you or whatever but you know my personal um situation at the moment i've got links and contacts that i can help give you on and 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 say look you know i'm talking about like samaritans or the mind charity and say look go, go and do this or go and do that or so never feel like you're on your own i say you might be listening to us in your car or in your house or whatever but hopefully we can create like a, a fan base or a network or, of people that are you know that, that can align with our values of, of you know like you know find what you want to do a bit of happiness and and and, and sort of and things like that so you know if you are feeling low and you are feeling um trapped in your circumstances or that or you just need someone to talk to message us message us on our instagram account message us on twitter message us on um uh, or email us even uh we'll put the links in the description um mm. below i can't remember what it is if i put my phone <laughs> next to my mic it will sound horrific so i'll, put, phone, in the, I'll it... put in the description don't worry yeah Joe. yeah definitely so you know it's um yeah so you know it, it's it's very very important during these these times as well just to sort of reach out to us so but that's that's um, that's the beauty of the podcast right it's not definitely. just for our benefit it's not just me and you having a chat it really is the people that are listening in if we can help even one person like whatever it might be if we help someone that 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 makes my world you know like that that, that makes it worthwhile in my opinion yeah d- definitely definitely and it, it's you know it, it you might as well just say yes yeah do you know what i'm gonna i'll ask them for help i'll go and do it i'll go and do this put your hand up come and come and speak to us on that you know we are we are we want to expand this and and you know it's something that we had discussion before you know i was very sort of monetary focused i think i think it was you that put it in perspective for me and i said look you said what's your aim and i said i'd love to get a brand deal because yeah, not because of the cash but it was just it was just the recognition that like uh, a professional company wants to go and partner with us and you said look if i want to change someone's life i want to you know not not dramatically of where we're gonna um you know but even if we we gave someone the pointers or the tools or the advice and they said look i was able to do this because i've listened to your podcast and that and it's i'm so focused on at the moment trying to create a network of people that are aligned with what we want to do and where we want to go and and it'll be so cool to to hear people's stories and share them stories and experiences and mm-hmm. and get going from there so yeah like if say if you need help or even if you just just want to tell us about your story or whatever and you know we'll be more than happy to sort of maybe some talking points or features on the next episode or even if it's just privately we can message you and we can sort of help you along your way i guess it sounds good yeah i'm looking forward to the next couple of episodes it sounds they're going to be interesting right definitely i think i think we need to sort of brainstorm a little bit i think i think the university episode is gonna go off i think i need to we need to put a, a leash on you and restrain you a little bit i feel like you are just gonna oh university you can no, uh, no, all of these no, so, no, so, so, all those teachers out there i respect them there's, there's, there's only good teachers out there um yeah. but no listen let's let's wrap this episode up i'm sure we've got loads of um loads of things to talk about in the future definitely. episodes like i thought like i'm burning to talk about you know even some of the, the the subjects we touched upon this episode i think we could create a whole you know no, new um series on that but just one 100%. more question joe like one more Go question on, then. before we end this podcast so you gave a great question you really set the bar high last Ooh. week with the final question in terms of and i feel like this is a real test on on someone's personality okay so i'm scared i'm scared boots meal deal Oh, uh, the fact you said boots meal deal. Oh, I'm already out. Right. I, I cannot right. relate. Right. I cannot right. relate. Right. right, listen here. Right, this is a, a, a huge test on not only your personality, but your morals, the way you've been brought up. It, it, it matters a lot. So oh, no. I'm giving you £3. I don't even know if it's £3 anymore. It probably yeah. has gone up to £4.80. I don't know. I'm giving you £3. You're going into boots. What is your meal deal choice? Can I have seven quid? Because my meal deal is so expensive. <laughs> I was dreading this question. No, like no, this. I'm so sorry. But like you set the bar higher last week with yeah, spoons right, orders, and now we have to bring it back home. Right, so if I was in boots, this is going to sound really weird. So I don't... I'm, I'm a very, very fussy eater. So if there's, chi- if there's oh. chicken and bacon, if there's chicken and bacon with no mayo, I'll have that. But to be honest... I'll just think, usually I just, 
usually I'll just ignore the sandwich and I'll probably just get like a chocolate bar, a yogurt and a drink or something. That's not even like, in the meal deal. So you're, not... you're, you're, <laughs> you've already cheated and you've already failed. <laughs> I, I am the fussiest eater. So my meal deal will probably be like a chicken and bacon sandwich with no mayo, probably some plain crisps and probably wow. a water. I am horrific. Like any food question for me is like, I've got mates that are like, yeah, let's go to fancy restaurants. And I'm like, can we go to Nando's? Like, I just don't care about food. I just see it as fuel. It's such a weird perspective. Like meal deals, meal deals are so grim, honestly. Like just get get down to Macca's. Oh, you fired me up. You fired me up. (laughs) Wait, I can tell you're angry about this show. Sorry, it was was meant to be, you know, a bit of a fun ending to the uh, the podcast. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. And I've I've said it a couple of minutes ago. I want to create a positive community, but I'm going to cause a massive rift here. And I'm going to say meal deals are they're so overrated. They are a hundred. They are yeah. They are overrated. dry. They are dry. They're awful. There is not a decent meal there out there. There's nothing that you have a meal there and you go, oh, I'm satisfied after that. <laughs> no, you've got to go and get something else. That three pound is just turned into five pounds. You're going to get another snack. What is the point? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I think that answers that. <laughs> yeah, shut up, boots. <laughs> You're not getting a brand deal. <laughs> That's for sure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to leave a five-star review on whatever platform you get your podcast from and check us out on Instagram at The First Quarter Club. See you next week. <laughs>